0: Welcome to the Through the Grapevine Podcast, brought to you by Nottingham Sellers, located in the historic Livermore Valley. Be sure to join our community on Instagram at ttg underscore podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, as our message is only as strong as our following. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Craner, Jeremy troop Mossy, and Jason Montero. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. All right, I'd like to welcome you to the TTG Airlines. This is a one way trip to regional maturity. Um, as always, this flight will include uh, refreshments, and once we approach cruising altitude, we encourage you to uh, log online and subscribe. With that said, I'd like to introduce my co pilots, uh, Lieutenant Jason J. Moncreme Montero and General uh, Colin Craner over there. How are you doing, gentlemen? Welcome.
1: Feeling Yay. good, feeling particularly good. Very, very <laughs> good yeah. today. That was a good intro. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> got it going. Go
0: <laughs> almost dude. died. Uh, wow. We are today's a good day. It's Valentine's Day. Um we got loads of fun. Everyone's got like great plans today, right? I mean, we're all busy today. It's like yeah. It's one of those days where like you're busy but like it feels good cuz like you got you got shit to do. Yeah,
1: yeah it's good. Yeah. it's good busy. Um
0: that's what I'm talking about. I just wanted to start lighthearted before we introduce our guest and ask if you guys have been suckered into buying any Girl Scout cookies yet because they're out and about. Have you seen this yet?
2: I haven't actually. I've seen a lot of them but I luck out because I walk by and they're like do you want some cookies? I'm like no thanks I'm vegan and they're like oh. Is there a a vegan option in the the, they all have, they're all milk and, and eggs to make the cookies. There, there will, there
0: will there's be, no, there will be next season.
2: Yeah. They're going to take gotta care be. of them too. They're going to yeah, be like, remember that to. one guy? Yeah,
0: we got yeah, exactly. a exam cookie and then it's over. It's going to be like the best flavor too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. They are everywhere. I've bought in like 17 boxes. How do you say no to a Girl Scout? You always have few few dollars on you. You, you know? know? <laughs> you got the you know got you got seven, Girl Scout <laughs> cookie money on you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're always like nine bucks. I'm always like two bucks short. If I would, though, I
2: would do the thin mint. But the, the Minster yeah. classics, yeah. Uh, the those Samoas classics. were my favorite back in the day. Yeah, those oh, are good man. too. Oh man! All right, well let's get
0: to it. You guys, you guys aren't here to hear us. You're here to you're here to talk to our special guest. And today we have another one. And this gentleman is a uh, restaurateur, a um, is an owner of uh, Sabio on Main, and he is a new the new vice chair on the board of directors for the Visitri Tri Valley. We introduce to the plane to the show, uh, Jim McDonald. How are you doing over there, Jim? I'm Welcome. good.
3: I'm good. Hello. Good morning, all. all right. Good to be here. All Where right, are my right. Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> <T-cocks> <laughs> <are appropriate. laughs> One box. I mean, right. okay. Francis will have an iteration <laughs> of it <laughs> tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we always start this thing off with the cheers, like to get that little cheers. proper cheers. <laughs> Make some noise there.
2: Cheers, guys.
0: And here we go. This is going to be fun.
2: What are, what are we drinking, j what did you bring here? Ooh, that's the eighteen. Two thousand eighteen Topicity Tonda Grapefilled Pinot Noir. Right.
0: Santa Lucia Highlands fruit. We were looking at a map yesterday, or at least I was, trying to get more familiar with this. But mm. I'd say in the Santa Lucia Highlands, the most notable vineyard, at least in, in restaurants, is you know that 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 Gary's Vineyard that Testerosa has made, you know, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is nestled. Down right the street. down the street. I mean, a yeah. football field away, right? So you guys are sourcing from a really epic site. And it's Yeah. Short.
1: Joe Allared has been farming the land. You know, just like everybody, they're growing lettuce and mm-hmm. whatever back in the day. Uh, just ag land. People started putting in Pinot Noir and Chardonnay when SLH kind of started blowing up. And uh, he's got just a great different you know a bunch of different clones it's right on that first hill up from the valley floor which is kind of the hot spot where they say you know it's not the elevated stuff where mm-hmm. super more you know rustic can be i guess a little a little more structural or mm-hmm. this can be a little plusher mm-hmm. and uh it's a giver
0: yeah she's fun what do you think of that over there jim is that, is that good? Plush. i like it yes yeah. this is a good way to start the day <laughs> <that sucks> too. <laughs> i think so too so we are here we are back this is episode oh, see this is where we, oh, this is episode six we're going to keep going. So Jim, we're going to st- we always like to start with the low hanging fruit. Keep it easy. Give us a little bit about your background, uh, where you came from to to where uh-huh. you are, right? You're you're you know, you, you kind of dabble in two different uh, you know, industries and and yeah. you're doing a great job at it. So, I, the floor is yours.
3: Yeah. So, I've got an hour for this yes sir so um yeah so i'm an east coaster originally born in new york but really raised in palo alto so i've been okay. in the bay area for for a long time uh moved out to the tri valley about 20 years ago uh schools are what brought us out here my brother and i were raising his daughter she was going into the first grade and wanted her to be in a good school district, um, and it got to know And I mean, for me, the Tri Valley was always a place you drove through to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I did some consulting out here and like was captivated by the beauty, um, and when I discovered they had this amazing school district, decided this would be the place to go. So, um, and since then, really have have decided to really invest in the community by opening a restaurant, mm-hmm. and uh, we can talk more about some of the ri- some of the reasons for that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a spectacular place to be. So I've been mm-hmm. here about 20 years. Uh, I'm a tech guy, sort of first and foremost. I've been for pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unusual for somebody my age to have a computer in the house when I was like five or six. My dad was a computer scientist, so I started programming when I was very young. Um, wow. Now that'd be a late start, but right. <laughs> for me, it was yeah. fairly unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm a tech guy, and uh, that's that's what I do day in and day out. Pino. Caught you right on the. <laughs>
0: So one of the things we've, I mean, one of the things we've talked about all the time is are so many, so many people in this valley and regions owners have kind of, you know, have got a tech start, but of all the ones I've met, I, mean, I don't think anyone's bridged the hospitality tech as well as you have, but just in terms of like your passion, your interest, like your true joy for being a restaurateur and the food the wine and everything that embodies. Um, can you kind of speak to where that came from?
3: Yeah, so I mean, I travel a lot, so I dine out mm-hmm. a lot and I cook at home every night, so I'm, I'm sort of a, an amateur foodie. Um, and, uh, you know, part of what drew me to wanting to open a restaurant here is because the Tri-Valley is this unique combination of experiences, but but I felt there was something, one element that was really missing, which was a restaurant of extraordinary caliber, you know, mm-hmm. which if be transplanted into Manhattan or London, it would still be this amazing place. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the the region you know would support it, and I thought the region needed it, and and so that was really the motivator is mm-hmm. is let's create something that is anywhere in the world it would be extraordinary, and then mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what Chef Francis has has delivered done mm-hmm. because it starts with a culinary experience, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the driver. So Francis was our uh, our
0: guest guest one, yes, season one. Yes, um, how would you describe? Because, uh, I mean, for anyone interested, you know, go back to Francis's episode. He'll 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 describe how, you know, the restaurant and the food and cuisine. How would you describe um, the restaurant, the cuisine, the concept?
3: So, I mean, it all starts with the ingredients. And, and I mean, that's what I think Francis has done in extraordinarily well. Um, you know, it starts in the vineyard. or For us, it starts on the farm, mm-hmm. right? It's about—and one of the things that's amazing about this place is, you know, as chef says— you know, the farmers are driving through the tri valley on their way to san francisco to bring the produce right so exactly. it's like we are that much closer to extraordinary ingredients that you can't get anywhere else in the world right so so that's really our philosophy it's like let's start with amazing ingredients and then present them in a way that that just is respectful of them with that i think one of the things that, that i've always really believed is part of the re- responsibility of a restaurant particularly if you're going to be experimental as we are is to educate. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just deliver something into a guest that's brand new and something maybe they're not accustomed to, and on offer some background and explanation. And that extends to our wine program, as you both know very well, mm-hmm. uh, our cocktail program, it's everything we do. We want it to be. You know, we don't want you to feel like you're lectured at mm-hmm. for sure. But you know, if you're curious, we want you to be able to experiment and, mm-hmm. and enjoy something new.
0: How would you say your concept has um, grown, evolved from what you <laughs> wanted and thought it would be to where it, where, it, where it's just naturally kind of become?
3: Yeah, so one of the things I'm really proud about, about Sabio is it's not the vision of one or two people. It reflects the impact and imprint of a lot of different people that have come through our doors. Um, And all three of you have had a big impact on, on Sabio. I mean, what we are today reflects the things you brought in you know, I think about our happy hour, Jeremy, and, and what you did to elevate that to something I think is now the best in the region, right? And hey. it, it wasn't Damn, there. Cool. You know, it just it yeah, wasn't cool. there, right? That's cool. Uh, Jason, you took our wine program, which was already this amazing list and said, I wanna, I wanna extend it. I wanna bring new varietals, I wanna bring new regions in. I'll always associate it with pre Because <laughs> yes. I remember coming in <laughs> yes. one the night Spaniard. said, What do you have new yeah. on the list? <laughs> yeah. And you poured me this amazing pre-rat, and I said, Yes, this is this is exactly what what I want. Um, so great, <laughs> And then we had, you know, a, a launch party for your um, supremacy. I think it was a birthday party as well. Most <clears> yeah. One. yeah,
1: it was my dad's. We've had
3: a couple. We had two different things. We the did soiree, a supremacy baby. event. We did a soiree. I think we've had
1: three events at Sabio that were kind of buyouts. and Yeah. Yeah, we've had some fun with it. It was my dad's birthday. One time we released a wine in his name, um, our JHC Cabernet. Um, we've done a lot yeah yeah we love and Zabia. those were the
3: first times we did sort of this this reception style stand up and it was like i thought this is such energy this is so cool so thank you for bringing that hey thanks experience. for now we do that a lot thank yeah. you Let, um, thanks for letting us I know. Take, take over for, oh no for, it was, yeah, it, yeah, was yeah, it was amazing. amazing it was amazing so awesome. so i mean i guess the the, the, in the answer to your question is like it's not just a single vision it's about as people have come through and and provided their passion and dedication and interest and Mm -hmm. and taught us, you know, we've evolved the concept and evolved what we've done. So -hmm. so it reflects the imprint of many, many Mm -hmm. people.
0: And to just extend upon that question real quick, what have you learned? What's like the most significant thing you think you've learned from this experience?
3: Well, so first, the restaurant industry and hospitality in general is as different from tech as you can possibly get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is. And it's one of the Go things I love about place? it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. It's one of the things I really like because it gets my brain going in ways that tech doesn't. I mean, tech mm-hmm. gets my brain going, obviously, in very different ways. But. But it's like, oh my God, it is so—it's so real time. It's here and now, and that's your opportunity to have impact, right? It's—it's it's not about, uh, well, it is about long-term relationships. But when the guest walks in the door, it's about the experience you deliver on that visit, right? So, so I think what I've learned really is that it is—it's a very different industry. There's a lot of different factors that drive success in that industry, and it's been just a joy to learn from professionals like the three of you about the things that are important and how you deliver that amazing experience and. You know, how you evolve a wine program when you start with something that's already amazing. What do you do to make it even more amazing? So I think that's, that's for me, it's been a sort of a continual learning experience because I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in the hospitality industry. I grew up in tech. And so, yeah, it's constant learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes had- I was beating my head against the wall. But- <laughs> <laughs> you have a very unique perspective, though, because you
2: travel so much and you're on the other side. So you got to enjoy all these different experiences. Because you travel all over the, not even just the country, like around the world, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah do you dine out different now because now that you're a business owner, do you go and can you not turn off? Are you assessing everything are you go? Or can I you know. relax? So what are you How many is seats? What are they? What's their rent? Right. What's the, yeah, no, yeah. It's like but, but it wine now. Yeah, yeah
3: exactly. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that, that really, I, as I travel, I mean, you have this immediate experience. I think you probably all have uh, experienced this yourselves. So the minute you walk into a restaurant, you get a vibe. Mm-hmm. The first minute you walk into the restaurant, and and we wanted the Savio vibe to be something that was welcoming, uh, certainly high-end, and we were trying to deliver an amazing experience, but we did not want stuffy and, and you know, just comfortable. And it's like, okay, this is a place I can chill out for a couple of hours. And I may be just having a glass of wine and a, an amazing grilled cheese sandwich for the uh, happy hour, you know, and I'll drop 20 bucks. Or I may be staying for a 10-course tasting menu with wine. You know, it doesn't matter what, what, what it is, where you are on that spectrum. It's about, I just, I want a place I go where I feel comfortable, I feel welcomed but then I'm going to get something amazing, right? It's mm-hmm. that combination. So, but that's what I look for. And it's amazing how quickly you can, you can get that impression as you walk into a restaurant. It's like, this is mm-hmm. a place I know I'm going to have Absolutely. a good time or, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll get out of here as soon as I finish my meal. You know? right. <laughs> right. It's not a place I want to hang for a couple of hours. So something
0: that we haven't really had a chance to talk too much about, we talk about Sabio all the time, but we're really associated with the Livermore Valley. Sabio is in Pleasanton, which is, you know, uh, it's not quite our sister city, but I mean, that, it's our neighbor, right? Yeah, like that's, it is.
1: There's wine grapes, and I think Pleasanton Livermore, to me, is like the heart of the Livermore Valley.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, we're, yeah. All right. so, so we'll call it our sister city. It's kind of that Yauntville Stag's Leap Oakville vibe, right? Like you know, it's like neighbors, you're coming into the wine country. But how would you describe the difference just in Pleasanton and Delivermore leading into why you chose to be in Pleasanton?
3: Yeah. So one of the things I really like about this area is it combines three things that I have never found anywhere else in the world. The first is this thriving tech economy. And mm-hmm. and we can kind of come back to that if you'd like, but it's sort of a very unique tech economy in that it combines uh you know, software with hard tech and, and l- largely because of the labs that are here, but you've got Workday and 10x Genomics and Roche Diagnostics and some amazing high growth, high impact companies located here. And then you've got this pristine, you know, open space and and God bless the people that started Tri-Valley Conservancy. You know, the Wente family had a lot to do with protecting in perpetuity, you know, this region. You know, it's interesting, Silicon Valley, which of course is, has more tech, but Silicon Valley used to be called the Valley of uh, Heart's Desire, you know, when it was all orchards and it was this beautiful, the blossoms and well, that was plowed under and paved over a long time ago, you know, and it's never coming back. Here, people had enough foresight to say, hey, let's, yes, we want this thriving business community, but we also want the beauty of the natural environment. And so let's protect that. And then the final, uh, you know, element of this flywheel, as you guys were talking about, (laughs) (laughs) is, and I sort of combine entertainment and hospitality, because I think they're highly symbiotic. You know, I think the bankhead is amazing. What Scott did there over four or five years is incredible. And Chris is taking over now at a time when The banquet is going to turn into something, continue to be something extraordinary, as well as the Bothwell Art Center here. In Pleasanton, we have Railroad Art Center. Livermore Shakespeare is this incredible organization that puts on these killer shows at, at Wente, now moving under Darcy Kent. But then the the rest of the hospitality. I mean, the, we're in wine country, so the vineyards and the the wineries, the restaurants, and we've got some exciting yes on P hotels coming. Go. Yes hey. on P. Hey. so um, in Pleasanton, Sheraton rebranded the, as an AC hotel, invested millions of dollars to turn that into a world class you know hotel experience. So. Nice. Uh, I just think where else in the world can you go and find those three things in balance and I, I don't know of any other place you mm-hmm. know Sonoma gives you one aspect of it Silicon Valley gives you another but we bring all of it together mm-hmm. and so so that's why and so Pleasanton for me is important because you know ready access to the tech community and uh, that was yeah, an okay. important and that's where I live so awesome
1: that
0: is
3: I that never would, really considered
1: that whole trifecta of yeah but, yeah, we are kind of the only place that I can think of, too.
0: Yeah. We are very, I mean, we we obviously all are in agreement that this is a very unique place, but that's exactly why we love that question is because, like, now we're going to add that to the, like, yeah, we are that, too, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just cool everyone's perspective in terms of just, like, why I, here, why I came here, why I came here, why I chose this, you know? Yeah, and the flywheel. We got the flywheel. We got, like, we got what it takes. It's just going to take a few more things. You brought it up, so why don't we just talk? Why don't we just spend a little time on it? Um, the hotel. Yeah. Uh Measure P, in relation to the flywheel, obviously you are now with Visit Tri-Valley, so that's even a little more important to you yeah. in terms of how you guys operate there. I kind of want to start with the scary first. What do you see happening if we do not get a hotel?
3: What happens is you don't bring people into the region that are staying weekends. I mean, that's what happens, and that's a huge important part of the economy. That's what Visit Tri-Valley is all focused on is bring people here that not just stay during the week, which we have plenty of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first joined the board, Scott Kennison, who was the chairman, we had lunch, and I said, well, what's the mission? What's the real driver? He said, butts and beds on weekends. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's that's what it's all about. It's because the the hotels, you know, plenty of people coming in during the week, but but we are as yet not the kind of destination people come to and stay uh, over the weekend. And that's what we need to turn it into. Mm -hmm. To do that, you need hospitality and you need hotels that are destinations that people really wanna stay at and that's what the new hotel downtown is going to be so Mm -hmm. so i I think it's a huge it's it's a part of that flywheel that once and i think you guys were talking about in the episode one or two times ago it's 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 going to add momentum to all the other elements of the the flywheel right Mm So I think it's absolutely essential. And I think it's going to kind of continue to bring visibility to other hoteliers that are looking to invest and grow. Mm-hmm. You know, if it gets shot down, then, you know, hoteliers say, hey, you know, God, there's places I can put my money that yeah. are more welcoming and are not going to make this a five-year ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: 100%. I hope like, for the listeners, um, for everyone voting yes on P, uh, when we get this hotel, by no means are like we done, like are we done, right? Like we're talking about like we're throwing that into the flywheel so we can continue and just get started, right? Like exactly. so we are, and that's, I mean, that's the pl- we're just getting started so this hotel is really just the beginning of some wonderful things that can happen for this region faster than they have traditionally happened for this region right so kind of what is your unique priority for example we all have, like, personal passion and projects. One of mine here is, like, I, I really like to leverage relationships and, and what that can do for a community and bringing that yeah. into this valley that I love so much. That's yeah. something that, like, in the midst of all the things we do, like me, I really want to try and leverage relationships. Uh, with all that you're doing, is there anything, like, a personal mission yeah. that helps drive you, it's kind of your focus every day to, like, this is, you know, we're getting closer and closer to this.
3: Yeah, so it's sustainability, uh, environmental sustainability. It's, mm-hmm. it's just... Um, you know, it's been one of the one of the tenants of Sabio since we opened. When we opened, actually, chef and I were like, uh, "Okay, let's just." We talked to the garbage service and said we need a composting bin. They said, "Well, we don't go do commercial composting." And we were like looking at each other, saying, "No way are we taking hundreds of pounds of organics and putting them in landfill." It's just not happening. So. So we reached out to some of our local farm partners is hey could we truck it out to you and mm-hmm. and that wasn't economically sustainable so so ultimately we were the first commercial organization to pilot a program with pleasant and garbage service mm-hmm. and now there's a citywide program for for commercial composting right and hey so it's it's like how but how you know we live in this beautiful place you've got to leave it in as good a condition or better than when you arrive right mm-hmm. and and restaurants do have a very big impact on the environment mm-hmm. they have a big carbon footprint and so, for me, that's that's essential because it's. Uh, I mean, I do think climate change is is a huge issue mm-hmm. on a global basis, but locally, you know, like I said, one of the things that really attracted me to this region is it's so beautiful. Well, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to be leaving here, you know, and, and leaving it less beautiful than when I arrived, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that's my passion. It's it's um, and we've done a lot. We're certified by a couple of national organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were Green Business of the Year in Pleasant in, uh, in 2019. Mm-hmm. So you know for us it's just it's it's a responsibility you have Mm um so that's that's the thing i'm really passionate about
0: that is a cool answer for i mean for those like talking about where you put your garbage doesn't always sound like the coolest conversation but like for those (laughs) lists like that is like tremendously important and like that's like that's super cool the fact that like you sabio is the reason why compost is a city and like we like or pleasanton as a city You know, is now, you know, has this program that that is huge. That is huge. That's I mean, that speaks to the South Livermore plan, you know, preserving agriculture in a different manner. Um, But very important. Very cool. Um, That is a good transition. And I just wanted to show a little love to someone that you work with some of a lot of people were Happy Acre Farms over in the Sonol Ag Park. Um, in relation to sustainability, kind of the flywheel, they have a new program coming along. It's a CSA, which Community Supported Agriculture. It's a 26-week program um, I've seen. And I saw, I personally saw the little flyer at Story Coffee. And Bill brought it up, you know, kind of briefly. We kind of just skimmed over it. Um, and the next thing you know, a few weeks later, um, you see these little CSA programs sit all over. So if, you, if you're listening, yeah, j has got one right now. Go find one of those, and if you're, if you're looking for a way to engage and, and be a part of bettering this community and this region, go join that CSA because it's, it's where all the best chefs, best restaurants in this region are getting their food. So for those who say, you know, you may not be able to ever cook like Chef Francis or Bill Niles, but you can, you can source <laughs> like them. Um, and that's a win so I just wanted that. I think that was pretty cool that's
3: awesome happyacrefarm.com happy Ever- go happy to happyacrefarm.com yeah, that's amazing yeah those are those are incredible resources Then the Lake Park is another good example of this unique regional resource mm-hmm. it's an incredible space the water temple there and the, I mean, it's yeah. just so and you're looking out into the hills and it's, you know you're there on a foggy morning and oh my yeah. god it's so incredible you know and, uh, again, I just think those kinds of resources are, are unique to this region. You don't, you don't find those a mm-hmm. lot of places.
1: So. Um, just on your, your sustainability, you know, as, as kind of your goal, seems to be a theme that we come back to, whether it's hard tech, hospitality, environmentally related. I just wanted to kind of touch on this. That seems to be important to pretty much everyone we've had here as a guest uh, that owns a business or uh, is involved in running a business here in town and i think uh to the point of like the hotel getting built out the next step for us as a region i think this kind of creates some like yeah. identity yes. about who we are and where we fit in so i don't know that kind of build with us sustainability driven model is that something we could lean in on or what else like when you think about livermore valley and you think about our our area what do you what do you kind of envision as, as our, our most marketable assets, I guess.
3: Yeah, I was interesting in listening to the last podcast about the signature, and I, I completely agree. I think that's so essential. Um, thinking fr- from a restaurateur's perspective, there's mm-hmm. two things I think I would like the signature to be. One is ingredient-driven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what Bill has done and what uh, Matt has done at, at Sawcraft, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're seeing a really an emergence of an ingredient-driven uh, r- restaurant culture here for very good reasons, because we, we have the ingredients uh, around us, surrounding us. The other is this really sustainability. I mean, I would love for us to be recognized as a region that has the most sustainable restaurants in the country. Um, That'd be pretty cool. That'd yeah. Be cool. So so that, from my perspective, is sort of the, the, the signature from a restaurant perspective. Regionally, I think it is about the combination of those three things. It's, you know, you, you have this thriving economy built, on, built around tech, you have this pristine beauty, and then and then you have this amazing hospitality. Mm-hmm. I think to me that's, and where, where else are you gonna find that? I, I've thought long and hard about it. I think. Mm-hmm. Grenoble may have a little bit of that in France but I don't know I can't think of any other region that combines that in a way that the Tri-Valley does so mm. that would be my uh, two answers to the question about sort of the signature
1: what do you what do you think Livermore Valley's best wine by variety or style <laughs> you, best, best <laughs> we go. you know it's yeah. funny
3: I was listening to that last time and I noticed you guys didn't answer the question I don't think I was <laughs> I, don't know. I was waiting for the answer so that I can give it back <laughs> So I don't know what what do I like here in the region? I'm um, certainly the cabs. I, I think there's some amazing cabs here. I do. I mean, you mentioned San Diego Vessi's last time, sort of in passing. I actually sort of got hooked on San Giovese's uh, Mitchell Cats many years ago, like twenty barrel tasting. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not sure I have a good answer to that mm-hmm. question. I, it piqued my interest and it got me thinking about it. And I, I didn't I didn't come up with a, like a clear answer. Mm-hmm. But I think to your point, it's it would be important to have a, a signature grape. You know, what is it that the region is really associated with? It. Sure. And then you have a lot that, that goes around that. But so I don't know. I don't I don't have an answer to the question. It got me thinking about
1: it. I think, yeah, it'd be cool to get there and then also like have the region just as you kind of said, you've evolved so much over time. The region's cuisine kind of adapt to, to enhance that and make mm-hmm. it you know more of a signature yeah i think that would be really cool i mean you think like you've traveled have you, have you been to like bordeaux yes Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like you kind of just associate those heavy cream sauces and everything else
4: with,
1: (laughs) yeah, you know, the the cuisine of, you know, Bordeaux specifically. But yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, and and it's interesting. If you look at the cuisines across France, I mean, regionally, they're very different from one another. And they reflect, you know, to some degree, sort of the available ingredients uh, as well as what the environment, you know, supports in terms of uh, wines and other things. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's again, I mean, it's something I think that we're sort of missing as we move to in the industrial sort of farming and industrial food, particularly in the United States, we we lost that local connection. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, what is a regional? I remember I was in Madison, Wisconsin um, a couple of years ago. It was, it was uh, negative 20 degrees, I think, outside or something. It was that's literally a polar vortex uh, had, had uh, hit Madison. And I went to a couple of farm-to-table restaurants, and they were doing farm-to-table cuisine. It was mushrooms, you know, for example. But they, in negative 20 degrees with, you know, four feet of snow on the ground, they were finding ingredients to cook with. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yes, this is ah, this is just so exciting and so amazing. Yeah, I came back talking to the chef about black garlic. And his, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it can be done in regions where you don't have anywhere near the kind of hospitable environment as we do. Uh, so, Damn it! Here we can do something pretty amazing. We could grow a lot of a lot of things really well. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Actually, just so one of the things that I wrote down to point out, I'd like to think we all have pretty good, you know, significant memories like oh, I remember drinking that wine at, at this event or with this. I don't think I've met anyone that can speak to a food or beverage memory with as much enthusiasm and just passion as like as you have like sitting like standing behind the bar and just chatting with you about travels or a cocktail that I made like six months ago and just like to the yeah. tea yeah. to like even like nailing the garnish like oh no it was it wasn't just it was pickled kumquat not just and it just the like
3: harmony the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: that is something that is like and that that's, that shit gets you fired up like you would like, oh, yeah, you would get sure. done saying something like that and you're just like I'm gonna make the shit out of that right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's something that's like your ability to just pull those food memories is like super
1: it's it's cool too and anytime owners are engaged in what they're doing and getting involved in the in, in the yeah. community you know some some owners are kind of i don't know absentee yeah. depending on what they are but you're in there and you're learning and you're you're along for the ride and you're getting involved with visit mm-hmm. Tri Valley and all that and mm-hmm. remembering specifics about people that came through yeah. your doors and not not everybody's uh that thoughtful yeah you know yeah. some people are kind of Chungin' along, <laughs> no, happen.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good transition into the Tri Valley. Kind of talked about personal goals, priorities, where you've come, where you know where you're headed. What excites you about your new role in the Tri Valley? Um, we were talking about it. We think that's like a perfect fit. That's so, Jim. You know, how'd you find it, and where do you look? Where do you want to take that?
3: So we've been working with Visit Tri-Valley more or less since we opened, you know, so they've been using Savio as a place they bring mm-hmm. journalists. And so we've gotten to know Barbara and Robin and the team there. And so Barbara reached out to me probably about six months ago and said, hey, will you join my board? And uh, so at the time I was sort of transitioning out of my tech role, I thought, hey, why not? That'd be that'd be fun. I mean, from my perspective, obviously it starts with the hotels because they're funded by hotels mm-hmm. and it's, it's a surcharge on hotel uh, nights stayed. And so their mission. Butts and beds on weekends. Butts and beds. Butts and beds. <laughs> that's elegantly put by Scott Kennison. So, um, <laughs> you know that's that's what it's all about. But to do that, you need all this auxiliary experiences that make it worthwhile. Why does somebody want to stay? They're here for a convention, or they're here for you know they're meeting. Uh, they have meetings at workday or whatever, and now they're thinking, okay, should I stay over the weekend? They start looking around at what's available, and if there isn't like really exciting and interesting things for them to do. They're going to just head into San Francisco and spend the weekend there, you know, or go to Napa. So I think it's really about creating that integrated experience that makes people excited, you know. And I think the wineries certainly are a huge part of that, because I think this is a region where people naturally would want to sort of experience that. Um, But then what do you do around that? Again, I think arts is a big part of it. I think what, what Bothwell and Bankhead have done is amazing. So it's, it's sort of all we and the restaurants, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be going to a place and then thinking, okay, I've got to sort of have subpar food, you know? Yeah. So it is about building that ecosystem. And I think that's what Visit Tri-Valley is really focused on. And so that's what I'm you know excited about uh, bringing to the table to the team at Visit Tri-Valley uh, and, and hope that Tracy, the new CEO, will, will come on the program and, Talk to you about her vision and, you know, as somebody new to the region, um, I think she brings just tremendous energy and and, and experience uh, down in Solvang in 15 years and doing some amazing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Very so, cool. Yeah.
0: Can I, I want to take a moment to actually ask you folks the same question, Jay, in my in my co-hosts. Um, I don't think I mean, we've talked about it. I don't think I've ever just like straight up asked you, what is your unique passion project you hope to bring to the Valley in the same sense that like Jim was talking about environmental sustainability? Jamon, you want to lead us off?
2: Colin, you want to start that one? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I've had the same mission for ten years as it relates to Livermore Valley. It's uh, to see the region get the reputation it deserves from a quality growing standpoint, and uh, to see the wine on the same shelves as anywhere mm-hmm. in the in the world, as far as uh, top quality wines, world class wines. I think when the right when the right uh, variety is planted at the right site here in Livermore Valley, it it could be as good as anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see that
2: uh, see that recognized mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So. I'm along the same lines. Mine is mine is a little more nerdy because, as you guys, I do a lot of studying and a lot of reading, and I have probably <laughs> like 15 or 16 wine textbooks that span over a decade of, of being published. Mm-hmm. And there's like one that mentioned Livermore Valley. I think it's a picture of the Wente family. Rightly so, you know. It's and it's there, there's not much about our region as far as because every other region they dive into climate and mm-hmm. and again signature varietals and things like that. So uh, cuisine which we have all of it, so if we can develop that and then you know things like our our, um, educational series and things like that, and if we can get into the book somehow, Mm -hmm. I think that I'm a die-happy man. See,
0: and just to expand upon that point, with as rich history as Livermore has in just where wine has come from and where it's gone, yeah, we're still fighting for a regional identity, but the fact that we have half of a page in the wine Bible Right, really, really baffled. Like that baffles me. Like mm-hmm. we, we can, fine. We're still trying to figure out our identity, but like the history is the history, and no one's talking about it. That we like,
1: have, yeah, the origins of most of the Cabernet, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc in California work their way through Livermore Valley and Petit Syrah, But yeah, those top, those are three of the five top varieties grown, right? You
0: know, yeah. yeah, how we, many how many pages just, are, would you say is in the wine Bible, Jamon?
2: There's like. It's crazy. It's like a thousand pages. Yeah, That's a big one. And Livermore's yeah. got half, uh, just half a page, right? Yeah, half, half a yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. And then even I mean the World Atlas of Wine, I mean any textbook um from any organization, from the quartermasters from W set and there's there's nothing about us in there. And um we you just get, have yeah.
0: You know, if if you're one of those people writing these books <laughs> I'm calling you out. If you're writing this book, it's because of everything you've done. You've definitely earned the, you know, the experiences and like you've you've earned that. But like the fact that we have a page in there, I'm call, like I'm calling you out. Like what, like, <laughs> we'll what is
3: it? I mean, well, hey, let's, exactly. let's, let's, let's embrace you. Let's it's come on uh, down. Right yeah. and no, let's show you. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> call them out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, right, it, sorry, it, we'll it's terrifying. it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> damn half a page, thousand pages. We
1: as a region, though, we have to give these people a reason to come here. Yeah. We, yeah, we have to give like you it, you can't blame it on the fact that they aren't coming like we are who we are and we need to we need to make you know be yeah. loud and proud about who we are but we also need to kind of decide what that is and mm-hmm. and how to package that up and tell the world mm-hmm. because the world's not looking for you you know you you mm-hmm. got to be
3: found so. yeah mm-hmm. well so. and i think the certificate i mean i remember looking at um uh they list the, by, by the different certifications, wine certifications, the city of residence, right? So I, I downloaded that. I'm a data nerd. So I was, like, analyzing <laughs> it. And Napa, Sonoma, there's, I mean, hundreds, a little more. it's like, five, right? And mm-hmm. so, Jason, what you're doing, I think, is exactly the right thing. Is it, To be taken seriously, we've got to have people who are serious, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and investing, you know, as you are. So congratulations to you for making the investments and doing what you need to do to you know, move to the next level because because mm-hmm. that's how I think the region gets taken seriously. It's mm-hmm. like okay, there's some serious people here, mm-hmm. yeah, Right. You know, so we'll, we'll we'll respect that. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, part of getting better as a region is understanding what's going on
1: in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So you could be a big part of showing you know and educating people on uh, not just what we're doing here and why you know we could do this so well, but like hey, look at this particular area and some of those climatic circumstances are similar and some of the soil sets are similar or these are completely different and look at what what the wine tastes like right so mm-hmm. providing some different perspective
0: that's right. big absolutely kind of putting you on the spot here colin but I, oh boy. Know, i'm getting all fired up and <laughs> the passion is
1: it, it, here it, it's here but you, got, I, you have the two warm-up songs today dude we were jacked the green, up. the
0: green onions man <laughs> um, green. but i brought the micro lot reserve 2016 intentionally so that we maybe just talk about that um in our most recent publication um, yeah and then kind of forwarding to jim and just talk about that
1: so yeah there it's a it's a bittersweet you know situation here um we got we got scored really well in our microlock cap uh, 94 points from wine enthusiast great feel awesome about that the wine's 40 dollars retail when the magazine came out and we kind of looked at like who else scored in that category everything's 210 175 350 mm-hmm. 90 85, 110, Two sixty, you know, and like yeah. we're like by far the the bottom end of that, and quite honestly, like it's not that ninety four point score, like we 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 moved a nice you know piece of it, but uh, it's not like out of area people are calling for the wine. Yeah. Where like if you yeah. just put a more maybe a more known region and then says it right on the label, just different printing, yeah, same wine inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we think that you know we'd have a lot out. more interest, yeah but <laughs> yeah. well, we pretty much are sold out, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, and again, like our, our people we did, we had a nice surge in the holidays when the scores came out. And like don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about it, but uh, that it's tough to bring those wines to market at that price point that we're trying to compete at. because yes, cost per ton is maybe down a little bit from you know like high end regions in Oakville or in, in Napa, like Oakville, say. But it's not that far different yeah. in terms of total production costs and yeah. like getting the wine out in the world. So it, like that's that's really what the the biggest challenge here
3: is, is like getting what we're worth here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, can't agree more. And I think the last podcast, you really hit on that very elegantly. Yeah. Uh, and sort of the identity we don't not, we do not want for the region. Um, yeah. And the identity we do want for the region. Right. And and we face the same thing in the restaurant business and we, we've sure. been welcomed and supported. But. You know the way we price our are the things on the menu is not some magical formula. It's it's yeah. like every other cost restaurant. It's, sold, it's, right? We yeah. have we have cost or ingredients, cost yeah. of labor, yeah. and there's this industry standard margin, and that's how you know it's like yeah. we buy great ingredients from local farmers, and right. and, and we have very talented people working the restaurant. Yeah. So we cost a little bit more. Spam and
1: eggs. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So um, yeah. but but it's not. We don't go out to try to gouge somebody and think, oh my God, how can we get every last nickel? You know, it's like what's what's a fair price for what it is we're delivering, right? right. And, and and, and by and large, we've been very, you know, we've been embraced by the community. But, you know, there is sometimes this perception. It's like, well, that's, you know, Pleasanton doesn't support that kind of price. Or that's not, this, this those prices don't work in Pleasanton. It's like, well, this is a region that can support it. <laughs> mm, <I> know, <laughs> you sure. know. Ruby Hill, mm-hmm. I mean, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pleasanton I mean, the economics general, are yeah. here. And so, so. anyway, I completely sympathize and agree. And mm-hmm. it's like, and it's part of building the identity uh, of the environment and the Tri-Valley and the Livermore Valley. It's like. You know, we should be able to command what the region produces mm-hmm. in terms of quality, mm-hmm. and and we're not there yet. We're mm-hmm. just not uh, across the board. Yeah, uh, I think probably hoteliers would tell you the same thing around hotel rooms. Right, mm-hmm. it's like they're not getting the price points obviously that you're going to get in other areas. So. Yeah. So, it, it's, and this is why it's such a symbiotic ecosystem where we've got to get that flywheel moving across the board. Mm-hmm. And if we can get one or two of those going faster, it's going to bring all of them along. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Actually, one of the things kind of leading into the question about, we want, I wanted to talk about the thriving tech economy um, located here. Yeah. But one of the things that um, Brandon mentioned in his episode is just like having these amenities and, and, and getting that flywheel really, really moving can really enable a community to, like he said, to, to punch, you know, punch above its weight class yeah. Um, so that everyone involved in the community gets to really enjoy these things because of that outside tourism and how, you know, and things of that nature, getting to the point of like, can you speak to the thriving tech economy located here and like, yeah. you know, how that kind of pencils its way into, into that sustainability picture?
3: Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, certainly we have great uh, high growth companies. I mean, Workday is one of the fastest growing software companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 10X Genomics in the, in the med tech space. But one of the things that is unique about here with two national labs, which is the only region in the world with two national labs, you know, we have hard tech. So you have some of the most brilliant uh, material scientists in the world working down the street here mm-hmm. at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory doing wickedly brilliant uh, material science. And so as we look at things like wearables, which was the last startup I was running, uh, was focused on, and we look at some of the mid-tech technology or other things in in energy sustainability, for example, uh, materials are a huge part of that. So having the kind of resource to PhD-level experts who are doing just amazingly brilliant work. One of the other programs that's really interesting that the labs in, uh, introduced recently, actually Jeff Roberts introduced it uh, when he was with the labs, is the high-power high compute uh, capacity the labs have. So they have these supercomputers bigger than any other computers in the world. Well, you can yeah. actually per, uh, submit a grant to get access to that. So, if you're developing Whoa. super, super, super complicated you know algorithms, for example, and you need massive compute, you can actually work the labs to get access to their super supercomputers. That's like wickedly cool. I mean, that's like an amazing regional resource. So so it, you know it is unique. There's not a lot of other places that have the kind of focus and concentration on on hard tech together with you know software and silicon that we do here. and and so I think we we see sort of startups coming to the region that are, doing some amazing things where those things need to be combined mm-hmm. and they can get access to the skills that aren't available uh, elsewhere. So, so it is a unique region as it relates, as it relates to tech.
0: And what's the, uh, what's the stat Livermore or Pleasanton, Tri-Valley has like the most PhDs per capita in like in the nation or something like that? I'm not sure what it is, but it's, we're, we're smart.
3: <laughs> well, let's, maybe we. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They're... The region. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an go. educated region. I dropped sure. out of college, so I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got my completed degree in uh, in grade school. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's some little, wickedly little, smart people here. you yeah. yeah. and, and that's you one are of things... from the East Coast
3: with the wicked. He, I know. Still... I was, <laughs> saying, I was uh, noticing the uh, wicked. So I'm like, I got to start uh, using
2: that. Uh, is that the East Coast hella right there? It is. It is. Hella hecka. I remember.
1: Saying hecka going down and like meeting people from out of the area when I was a kid, like, yeah, that's hecka cool. We were like, hecka, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: um,
3: where did that come from? Oh, man,
0: oh, that's great. How you feeling, Jim? How are we doing? I'm feeling are you good, enjoying this so far.
3: I'm feeling good, we're yes, we're glad the to pinot have noir you is it. excellent. The and pinot the company's <laughs> nice, pinot yeah. Yeah. you gotta, like
1: swallow your tongue, right? That's no, good, so. it's good, awesome. Yeah, we have we have fun making, making Pinot, it's a good time,
3: mm-hmm. it's a like
1: different, different process, everything's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. It's fun nonetheless, yes, and it's, uh, yeah, comes out it's nice having
0: it's nice having Pinot in the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you know? take it easy. Well, you say, hey, just hey. say and I'm just saying, <laughs> just backtracking real quick to yeah. the point that you made in terms of like the price point. One thing that like Sabio is also at the same point, like you have you're very approachable and you have something for almost everyone. So, if you're not interested yeah. in the hundred and seventy dollar, sixty day, ninety day dry age, you know, ribeye. That's cool, come and hang out for happy Hour because, like name another place in the Tri Valley where you can get dollar oysters i'll I'll wait, yeah,
1: <laughs> if you go and what? you just want to get in and out of there, happy hour style, splitting a burger and an order of oysters and a glass of champagne and you're out
4: mm, that's, perfect that's what yeah. i'm talking about that's that's, so. that's a
1: great little uh yeah
0: like an hour and a half if you got it yeah. or you know you can, start or, you yeah, you can do it in, in
1: 40 if you, you can do you it in 40 it. if you're moving
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah but i kind of want next yeah. kind of moving into elevated experiences yeah have you done the the lineage tasting yet
3: i was there for the soft opening yeah uh, how did it go from it, oh, yeah. i think amazing i think it's a beautiful view out on the homeland mm-hmm. vineyard there it's it's a great spot i think they've decorated it and Nancy and Steve have done an amazing job of decorating it in a, in a really high-class, high-end way. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's, again, what this region needs, and it needs people to take the risk. Yeah. You know, throw the dice and say, you know, it hasn't really been done before in the region, but we believe that the region supports it and mm-hmm. will support it, you know. But mm-hmm. y- you got to take a risk. It's mm-hmm. it's part of entrepreneurship. So, yeah, I think, I think it's amazing. I think it's going to do really, really well, and I think they've done an amazing job of putting it together. Mm-hmm.
1: Those are the kind of things that, from a timeline, Sabio opening up was like. It's amazing what a one restaurant you know, the impact will have on a on a region, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of the, everybody in the industry takes notice, and you're like, oh, cool, all right, this is, you know, all right, we're elevating, right? We're getting to the next next level, go. and so seeing seeing Stephen take what he's, you know, he's built out, he's been there twenty years plus, and mm-hmm. you know, elevating, right, getting that next next level up. Uh, just, yeah, just all these pieces,
0: right? Good, good deal. You know? yep. But we are actually working on something um, in our tasting room as well, elevating our experience. We've been taking a few, you know, re- research and development trips, really just a lot of drinking um, in Napa. Yeah, it's been kind of uh, fun. To it's be been, yeah, it's been really fun. Those are the best. <laughs> Punching above our weight class. But really, like, you know, what can we bring back here? So, I mean, the question I'm getting to though is, I mean, you just said it, you, you think we can sustain it. Um, yep. you know, how do how do we sustain elevated experiences here in the valley and keep people interested and use those experiences to draw folks in?
3: Yep. So I think there's a couple of things. First, I, I think we cannot be branded as an exclusive destination, right? I think that would be a major mistake. So mm-hmm. I think we need to, the kind of accessibility. I love your space, you know, because it does feel very comfortable and it feels accessible and I feel very comfortable every time I walk in those doors and you know, it's just it's just a comfortable place to be, and so cool. so Thank I think you. you need to combine you know those things. You can't lose the, the the feeling of comfort. I think the other is education. I mean, this is again what we mm-hmm. focus on at Savio. It's like when you come into our tasting experience, you're going to have access to some of the most expert people you know mm-hmm. uh, in the industry, and it's because that's what I think people are looking for. It's not just you know throwing out a bunch of Great wine and giving them some great bites to go with it. It's about okay. Tell me more about this. You know, tell me about why this varietal works here, why it's important. You know, uh, to the region. You know, why you're pairing in this way. So, so I think that's what we should focus on. And again, at, at Savio, that's been a big part of what we've we've doubled down on is is having the expertise to educate. You definitely have a stud running that bar over there. So you get Yes, yeah.
0: Ian is yeah. is
3: amazing. It's amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. And that yes. mustache man. That's, a, that's <laughs> a bartender's mustache, baby. Yes.
0: Um, <laughs> 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 um so you're all right. No, it's, it's we're gonna put you on the spot here, Jim. And after this question, we are going to uh, we're gonna move into a, a special segment by Jamon.
1: Jason has great segments every episode. He, that's, segments. that's been his, yeah, a major contribution this season. <laughs> right. Yeah. So
0: um, when's the uh, when can we expect the second restaurant, Jim?
3: <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh. Just, good question. Not sure, not
1: sure. We I, didn't I, talk I, about this in the, in, the, yeah. <laughs> in the draft meeting? Yeah, no. yeah. Um, no,
3: I mean, I've looked at a lot of different concepts. Uh, would love to do something here in the region. Honestly, I need to make mm. sure that we got Sabio mm. just humming along. Yeah, um, yeah, and, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. And, ma- and maybe
0: it's not a restaurant, but like you're th- are you are you yeah. you
3: know do you think about a second concept? Oh yeah, often? yeah. I mean, I will tell you the one that I would really love to do is is the kind of food hall. I mean, I yes. love yes. love love food halls like the Oxbow kind of thing. or Yeah, something. yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, that it's would be just amazing. the diversity. The and again, it's oh, yeah. so approachable. It's so fun. It's just you know you have a great bar there, so you get a cocktail, and you go pick up. You know, yeah. you got you know five different. To, uh, to me, that that's that's when i go out you know when i'm in new york or whatever i search out the newest food hall and say okay this is just going to be such fun you know Mm -hmm. a butcher Uh, in there too yeah (laughs) just all the you know
0: all the trades right yeah yeah, exactly exactly um actually there was speaking in new york before r.i.p before anthony bourdain died he was working on a a tremendous market um out on the pier like 10,000 square feet of just like market space bringing in all of his travels and all like could you uh Ah, oh, the world missed that. Someone um, needs yeah. to
1: pick that up for right. him, and that'd be pretty damn cool.
0: He was the only yeah. one with those relationships, though, man. You know, that yeah. just speaks to that's how very, important, very you know? We're like, that is something we, we, you know, we've dabbled with that late night for net drinking and whatnot. Brandon invited us to, you know, have kind of a com- the conversations, you know, monthly, just br- putting a group together. Maybe that's where we start. Mm-hmm. Um, just throw some ideas on the wall. Is that something you might be interested in? I would things? love to. Kind of hanging yeah. out and chatting yeah. about just awesome things.
3: Is there going to be wine there? Oh, mm. <laughs> maybe,
4: no, they,
0: maybe. The wine the is there. It's, will, will will anyone else show up? Um, cool. Then we will scratch you in. But Jamon, as always, you know uh, you know who sponsors this. Um, Gardetto, Jamon, take it away.
2: All right, Jim. This one's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right. I printed it out, but I'm just gonna I'll give it to you after, just so you can have it. But. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So this segment is called segment number three. I don't know what to call it. So uh, <laughs> it's the third one I've done this season. <laughs> number three. We'll call it Jimmy Mac. So he alluded to your your outstanding memory of all the dishes, all the beverages, uh, not only from Sabio but around the world. So we're gonna kind of put that into play. Okay. Um, I had the extreme pleasure of you know being part of that opening crew at, at Sabio. I mean, I remember when there was really? nothing in there. Yeah. And I remember. Cutting out little, you know, all the rubbers for the bar and measuring everything out and everyone running around still, it was still super dusty. And it was, that was a great time. I remember when the, the wine wall was completely empty, mm-hmm. climbing up like little wine monkeys and, you know, putting all the bottles in the, the Turley bottles wouldn't fit. Those huge Turley bottles. <laughs> Damn you, Turley. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is uh, going to be a little, little, little fun question. This is all content from the very first menu when we opened. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so i just wow. like to see um, how much you remember. Yeah, okay. These, uh... <laughs>
3: that was four and a half years I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when this is done, I got
2: some questions for you. <laughs> okay, there I, you yeah, go. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, some are from the menu, and some are just other questions. It's, it's not all about the menu. Uh, the first one is um, opening night at Sabian, Maine. Yeah. The date was, I'm going to give you three options every time. The date was Friday, August 25th, 2016. Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015, or Saturday, January 18th,
3: 2020. Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015. Nice. So much came right in the poll. You could (laughs) have made them a little closer together. That was a that was a
2: wide radius. I didn't want to like, you know, scare you at the first question. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Okay. All right, how about this one? Which item was part of the original charcuterie board on opening night? Ooh. One. (laughs) Duck Terrine. Two. Rabbit Riette. Or three. Truffled Spam Moose. Rabbit Riette. Yes! Nice, that's amazing, Dude, wow. See, I told that he's stop he telling you. Oh, this, you might be our first hundred percenter here.
3: Oh no, you now see now it's jinxed. <laughs> <laughs> How many more you got? Five more. All okay, right, cool. cool. So, Jim,
0: okay, We t- take a swig of that before the next question. Yeah, yeah makes this that's... harder than yeah, like, exactly.
2: Exactly. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Jeez, cloud In my mind. Okay, question number three. On the opening menu, which cocktail's main component was deep eddy grapefruit vodka? <laughs> dirty Cougar, the Jimmy Mac, or the Spanish Mistress? Dirty
3: Cougar.
0: Dang. The world-renowned Dirty Cougar. I feel like the I have dirty 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 to rewrite this. Yeah, we dirty can't Cougar. get that
3: off our list. It keeps coming back. The, <laughs> is it still there? It's, oh, yeah. It's still there. That's the cocktail cauliflower the coo- right coo- there, no, baby. Whenever we yeah. take it off, it's like, no, no, bring it back. So Yeah? Yeah. yeah.
2: But, so, the, but, but the Mistress is gone, though. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the mistress. Were those all drinks on the menu? Always leave.
1: But only one had the deep Eddie in it? Uh, two of them were drinks. Okay. On the yeah, I
0: yeah. did I did a special once at sidetrack where uh, I drew inspiration from the Dirty Cougar
2: <laughs> <He> <laughs> And we had yeah, people knew I was from Savio, so we had fun But that's funny because <laughs> nice. a lot of people drew inspiration from the Dirty Cougar and decisions they made later on that night <laughs> Yeah, so. really Why'd you go there? What? Do- <laughs> <laughs> All right back to the set. Because I had to because I was behind the bar I had to cut him off <laughs> um, What does Savio mean? wise drunk or cantankerous. (laughs) Wise. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to say cantankerous. (laughs) Okay. Um, On the opening menu, the crispy Kennebec potatoes were served with the Brava sauce, and what kind of aioli? Is it A, lemon dill aioli, B, leek ash aioli, or C, Colgate whitening aioli?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like C, but it was B in leek ash. Told you. This
2: is, I should have wrote, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't know if he's going to remember all these. I should. You should should (laughs) have it a little harder, dude. (laughs) Dang. Pulls out that Rolodex of food memory, dude. This is insane. (laughs) All right. Which Grenache was on the By the Glass program Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on opening night? Was it A, Nottingham Cellars, B, Bartles and James, or C, Las Positas Winery?
3: I want to say A. But I have to say, C. Final answer. Yes. A. Hey, that's Nodding right. He's like, worked hey, it. he's like, all <laughs> worked it. a lot, it. Well, that is all right. Yeah. It
1: was the 12th. We finally a, got one. It was the. Right. It was the. Yeah, it wasn't an
3: embarrassing one to admit? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Thanks a lot, dude. It was <laughs> not an all
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. Okay, last yeah, yeah. question. Matt Clausen, thank
3: you. Yeah, exactly. Last Ooh. question.
2: Which former Sabio manager sacredly eats dollar menu French fries dipped in mayo while drinking Premier Cru Chablis? <laughs> Is it Jeremy Troop no Anamasi T? <laughs> was it Jason Lego my Ego Montero? <laughs> or was it Matt always be flossing Clausen? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hmm. That's a puzzle. I've gotta go with a I hope I haven't embarrassed (laughs) myself. That is, uh, I am
0: known to do some strange things, but that's not one of them. My pairing is a little different. I'm more of a Temper Neo and Big Carl from Carl's Jr. Jmon.
4: That's me. Is that you? <laughs> that's what? <me. laughs> what, is, what is the pairing again?
2: It is uh, dollar menu french fries dipped in mayo, vegan mayo, and uh, Premier Cru ah, uh, Chevrolet. That's
3: what caught me. It's like, these aren't vegan, So it's like... Uh, oh, uh, you uh, uh, you blew it. Very clever. But if I said clever. vegan mayo, you would no, have picked exactly, me. So. Exactly. No, no,
2: that's that's was, that was All brilliant. Can right. so you call out uh, yeah. where
0: you're getting the french fries from? Yeah, what important. dollar menu?
2: What are we talking here? McDonald's? It depends. I actually don't. I change it up every time. Okay. I don't. I'm not... You know, I don't think they're stallion. Yeah, yeah, not well, not, not for French fries. That's, that's kind me. of like the yeah, it's
1: like the nachos, the na- the napa nachos,
2: right?
1: Man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Nachos,
0: yeah. Have you ever done AXR by chance, Jim? Done which? A- AXR in uh, Saint Helena? No. In it, yeah, we'll, we'll get, you,
1: we'll up get there. you set up, man. Okay. Yeah, we'll
2: get you up there for awesome, awesome experience. That was insanely good, by the way. <laughs> the, these you. questions, I had to. Refer to the opening night menu. Wow! So, so that was my question. Did Did you just have a copy of the opening night menu still, like in your? So I had I had a copy of not the opening night, but I had like four copies of different iterations. But I had to text uh, chef for for the. He he have the, did he have the original still? Oh, yeah. He gave it to me like right in one like a second. Framed. Oh, you did? So, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Frame okay. copies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Right. I, I texted yeah. him. I go, hey, this is like a random question. I don't know if you're going to have this. <laughs> <laughs> Within like seconds, he goes, boom. And I go, whoa. Oh. <laughs> whoa. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: something you keep. That's something yeah. you keep. Yeah, right? yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. Like, that makes yeah. sense.
2: That's pretty
1: cool. Nice.
0: Well, that concludes segment three. The Gardetto. The Gardetto segment. I'm
4: impressed. Cheers to you. That was great. Cheers. Thank you. That was fun. done. All that right. A,
1: Cheers. Uh, Great
0: questions. All right. Well done today. Yes. Good work, team. All right. Do you have any plans for today, uh, Jim? You're going to be over at the restaurant. We're gonna in the around, restaurant. You're moving yep. around a little bit, or you're there, you're there. You're hanging out with us.
3: I'll be there at least for the first couple hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we got 120 people come through the door, so um, yeah, it's going to be killer. it's nah. going to be a day. Yeah. So yeah. we
0: were making jokes about it yesterday, but like this will actually like be my first time ever. Where like I actually just get to be a sommelier in a restaurant, uh-huh. and like not worried about like clearing plates or making cocktails or you know answering oh, the phone. Oh, we phone. Didn't Did you, you, gonna, you yeah, on the- <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs>
1: We'll see. Stay true to that. We've had you're like gonna, changes see, some- you're yeah. gonna see like-
0: <laughs> our dishwasher called out,
1: so uh, we're gonna need you in the back. No, <laughs> guarantee that you'll see like one sluggish service thing, and you'll be like, I'll be right back. And see, like, that was yeah. my thing.
0: I was I met with Ian and Abigail yesterday, and I was like excited, blah blah blah, stations, operations. But I was like, if one thing that you cannot let me do don't let me do too much because i will if someone's like hey i got second course coming can you uh clear the plates and set for you know soup and i'll be like yeah don't let me do too much tonight but point out like i'm excited to just i'm excited to just like to just float and up. like hang out a little bit and, awesome. and hopefully i can add value yeah. uh, but we're excited was, to be we there we thank can. you guys again for pairing pairing with nottingham we've always had such a yeah, we love working great relationship guys. over at sob including
3: we- opening night with a carnage but I and will remember. It. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I remember. It was just a test for uh, you guys. Not. I was yeah. like trying to see if you remember it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We've been <laughs> working with you since we opened. So yeah. What yeah. was yeah. the?
1: What was the year you opened again?
3: I'm sorry. 2015.
0: 2015. 2015. Yeah. Holy smokes!
1: I know. Already. Crazy. Right? Wow. Crazy. I know it happens
3: quick. In, In
0: right. relation to you know just drawn from the memory bank, do you have any um, notable gym memories? Um, <laughs> I'm happy to Isn't start. Isn't this that
3: about one. where we cut the? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, no, just yeah, I, I just think of Jim like ne- uh, sitting next to me at the bar when mm-hmm. you, when you go in like and just having good conversation about what's going on, the challenges of the restaurant, the challenges of the area, just yeah, engaged in the community, the you know successes of what's going on, all the, everything, yeah, just kind of mm-hmm. really into into all of it.
2: I think so too. I think you're very owner like in the sense of you're very accessible. You're, you're not, like, a mysterious person who people talk about but never get to see there. Mm. You're very accessible. And I think when I first met you, actually, I met you before the restaurant opened. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Um, when, when we did the Lamb Jam with lamb Francis. Lamb oh, oh, Jam. We've yeah. heard, of lamb. We yeah. heard of the Lamb Jam. we heard of the Lamb Jam. Well, I was with uh, another. Ooh, I was with someone else, too. They they did the Lamb Jam, too. It was me. I think he just got hired on. And then uh, Francis and Draper. And uh hadn't met you yet. And uh, <laughs> Just uh, Draper. And, just a classic. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, at the end, we needed a ride somewhere. And you're like, oh, I'll give you a ride. And I was like, I'm riding with the owner. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm, uh, I'm
0: completely with you. One of the things that Jim is a bar. Folk, he's bar people's, right? Yeah, Um, I'm bar people. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think we're all bar people. Like, so like the bar in a restaurant is like one of those unique ecosystems where like you could be completely different. You could be in tech and you could be a winemaker, but you sit next to somebody at the bar, and all of a sudden like you got everything in common. To the point where like, hey, bro, you got to try these Brussels sprouts. Let me hit that cauliflower. Like, you know, you're passing. Like, how many times have you done that at the bar? But and
1: um, and when you got a good person behind the bar too, tying it all together, it makes it all man. Yeah, because then they're getting you both involved and talking. Hey, we got this whiskey in.
0: All right, I'll do whiskey. Sure. Why not, yeah. right? And that's I mean yeah. just I guess we're all kind of on the same page. Like all of my best memories with Jim has been in relation to the bar conversations. Yeah. Um obviously a little bit of Pinot Noir helps and everyone gets <laughs> loose, but there's just something about that bar culture. I think uh I think if it was up
1: to me, restaurants would just be bars and you just like paid like 50 bucks. <laughs> and then, like, they're just like, yeah, we're going to bring you a few things. And yeah. then if they're like, hey, you're going over your 50. You're like, all right, here's 25 more. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, it. I like it's it. like a Japanese <laughs> service model, right? That'd just be perfect. Bar, yeah. Just 100%. like, hey, yeah, I've been here for X number of minutes. I consumed X. All right, cool. That's that's fair. Here it is. Yeah. 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 Right? You yeah, brought yeah. me these yum yums. I didn't choose. So, yeah.
0: uh, Jim, couple, couple couple questions for you. Sure. Um, one How would you describe your partner in crime over there in Chef? And then just leading into like a significant moment that you think about all the time that happened between you and chef or just you and Sabio, um, something that you, that sticks to you. Uh, yeah. But starting with, how do, you, how do you describe your partner?
3: Well, I mean, I'm extraordinarily lucky to have found, you know, Chef Francis Hogan as my partner in the business. I mean, he's just an extraordinary talent. When I think about, you know, Chef Francis, it's this combination of being able to execute repeatably, reliably. You know, he was the exec chef at Pellustin Brasserie, 250 seat restaurant. So he knows how to run a well-oiled machine, you know, which is essential because there's a lot of people who are highly creative with Chef Francis is in spades. I mean, extraordinarily creative, but don't know how to deliver consistently, right? So it's that unique combination of uh, unbelievable creativity. I mean, the dishes, I mean, you guys have all experiences. You come in and it's like, oh, my God, who would have thought of this? <laughs> who would have thought about, you know, like the leak, uh, ash leak, um, Aoli. Aoli. Yeah. It's a, I, I You know, you look at that thing, one. what, yeah. what? And yeah. it's like, and it's about using the whole ingredient. It's like, hey, I've got this leak. I've got to find a way to consume everything. Mm-hmm. And how do I create something amazing? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's that combination of just extraordinarily creative talent together with the ability just to put it out and, and run a, a, an amazing organization and operation. So I think that's what really stands out. In terms of moment, God, there have been so so many many moments. Um, well, shoot, name, you can name a couple if you got it. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that the launch party, your your launch party, the supremacy, and your dad's birthday, that was a real exciting moment, frankly, because it was like the first time. I think it was our first buyout, but but it was our first sort of format, the soiree format. Soiree, and it's like, hey, baby. And it was like the energy yeah. and the yes, this is this is what I want Sabio to be. Mm-hmm. This is what this is so exciting, you know. So, so that was, and that's really stuck in my mind as sort of, that's what I want to replicate as, as the way that people experience. I mean, not everybody wants that sort of format and, you know, you can do formal sit down that's fine. But, but there's kind of an energy that comes from that kind of experience. It's extraordinary. Uh, the thing we did for the Sonoma fire victims, you mm-hmm. know, raised over $10,000 yeah. for Sonoma fire victims the two years ago, that was another, we, we copycatted that format, you know, the mm-hmm. soiree format, and that was just an amazing, bringing together of the community to support people in yeah. need. I um, think you had other restaurants in there too. And we, yeah. Yeah, we, like did, we yeah.
1: had Matt uh, from, uh, we were prior to with Sawcraft yeah. at that thing. Over, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that that's
3: again, was... I mean, you talk about relationships. That's another thing that Chef Francis is just extraordinary at. Is, I mean, he knows all the local restaurateurs mm-hmm. and his, his co-chefs and, and the farmers and the ranchers and, and just, and, and when he calls and says, hey, we're doing this event, we need to support these people in Sonoma, are you in? They mm-hmm. say, yes, you know, yep. we're in, we're there. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was exciting. So those are the two to stand out. That's to me, what I want Savio to be all about is just a community gathering place mm-hmm. where people just, again, whether you're you're having this high end experience and dropping, and we hope you do that, <laughs> drop a few hundred bucks with us. That's, that'd be wonderful. Do or you, you won't, you won't be unhappy you if you do it. Un- I <laughs> promise you. <laughs> But, it, but it's just that energy. And again, to me, one of the reasons I opened Sabio was to get more connected to the community. And mm-hmm. and there's no better way to do that than to bring the community together for something, to celebrate something special, like a special birthday, the, the release of an amazing wine, or, you know, to help people in need. Thank you. Yeah. One thing I
1: just want to say, whether you know it or not, uh, you know, for having zero hospitality experience, you brought Francis Hogan, these two gentlemen, into the hospitality game here in Livermore Valley and had a Huge impact since the day you opened, as far as that, you know, getting to the next level as a region. So, mm-hmm. kudos to you for that. And uh, we we're all the beneficiary
0: of, yeah. of Zabio, we, for sure. We talk about Thank all the time. That's, I mean, that's where it started, right? That's where we started, you know? Yeah. So that I is, I'm met him in the yeah.
1: PDR, tasting wines with Matt. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, you behind the bar behind
1: had a Raiders hat on. You can tell people <laughs> I had a <laughs> <yeah, Yeah>. sleeveless <laughs> <with> shirt on. <laughs> so he was shirt. <laughs> <a sleeve, laughs> he
0: was wearing, he came, yes. He drove on a Harley, one handed with a case on his, in the no parking zone. And the neighbor was yelling at us, and he yeah. just walked in and, <laughs> and it was, I, I uh, pulled a,
1: a little uh,
0: what's the thing you put in the bottle? The, the Corvin,
1: the Corvin, yeah, yeah. I pulled a Corvin out of the back of my
2: helmet, <laughs> He <just laughs> was ready to go. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah for real, I um, met you, Jeremy. I met you in the PDR at Sabio. That's you know, what I'm saying, yeah. And my
0: first experience as an experienced foodie it was I like at Sabio, and then I had sitting at table 72. I'm pretty sure Jason was feeding us, mm-hmm. and I was like, I thought this is like this is I could do this, and then I, you know, I went on a trip, came back, and I applied. That is like as we're the point we're making is like
2: Actually I went on a trip, came back and you were working there. <laughs> yeah. I know, right. I went to France, came back and they're like, oh, Jeremy's here. That, yeah. why I remember that. <laughs> um,
0: but Sabio, the point we're doing is Sabio's been not only important but like absolutely crucial too, what all of us have become and really just where we i mean you yeah i mean fuck yeah you, you nailed it you fired up a whole bunch of people yeah um so awesome we appreciate place. you investing in this community believing in this community believing in yourself to better this community and we're excited to see what you're able to what you will continue to do um particularly in this new position that fits you so well being involved in the change in the progress so kind of a final cheers as we uh as we you know we Thanks so much for being yeah. here. Yeah. yeah my you, pleasure. Yeah. It happens fast. Do you have yeah. any uh, I mean give us a closing sentiment. Give us sure. a close a call to action. Let's yeah. get started.
3: Diversity. So it's something that I don't think we talk about enough and I, I think it's really important as this region evolves that we don't lose sight of the importance of diversity and inclusion in the mm-hmm. community and it's easy as a region grows for those people kind of marginalized to become more marginalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's essential that you know we we really focus on that. So I was really excited when a little more pride happened because it's like mm-hmm. the LGBT community here being represented. The mm-hmm. thing they had at Bankhead was amazing. So you know that's an example of where we need to make sure we're focused on on bringing people in. Mm-hmm. And and again, it it, it is you, you see a lot of regions that develop and and people get sort of pushed out mm-hmm. um, who are on the margins. Mm-hmm. And and I just think that's really essential. So I would just. Uh, Want to wrap up by saying hey let's let's not lose sight of that hope you you know cover that in a future podcast and let's make sure we're thinking about how do we make this a more diverse and inclusive community
0: thank you yeah. that's a cool. great one
3: that is a great yeah, one that's a great man one.
0: Well, here we go. That was uh,
3: that was another episode of TTG uh,
0: podcast through the Grapevine. We thank you for joining us today. We thank Jim for being here and hanging out with us. It happens fast. We always wish we had a little more time to talk, but well, he'll be back in some capacity. And if you didn't get enough of this episode, hang out with us at our next uh, soiree or supremacy or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, we got to get, over get at, something, uh, get something on the calendar we'll get this year. going right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: We love working with
0: you guys. So don't forget to subscribe. Tell a friend. And you know what, if you're not gonna subscribe or telefend, go do something amazing today. We'll take that too. You know, make the region better today.
1: Go we'll spend th- a few bucks downtown. Mm-hmm. Come to the winery, buy a couple hundred cases. Do <laughs> <laughs> so what you gotta do. We always
0: appreciate it. Um, gentlemen, yeah. this is gonna be a tremendous day. So happy yes. Monday, happy President's Day to everybody. And that's all I got. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TTG Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at TTG underscore podcast and at Nottingham Cellars for all of the latest news and specials. Located on Vasco and Research, next door to the Altamont Beer Works, our taste room is open to the public Thursday through Sunday from 12 to 4.30, or book an appointment Monday through Wednesday. Remember, wine is best shared, so don't forget to plan your next special event with us using email reservations at NottinghamCellars.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.